0: I'm Sadek and I'm Christian and this is episode 114 of Shades of Brown and we return after our little holiday break I guess uh, and and the first thing uh, it, it's every-
1: CES we it's CES firstly Foxy yes but also I love CES it's, this is
0: this is the thing I want to like talk about that a little bit it's that CES always is like obviously it's the hashtag Consumer Electronics Show but like it's because it's like worst successes of like venture capital money uh funded uh but like and this part too, we're we're now we're now
1: veterans of of like CVS coverage, right? How many years? How many years has it has it been ten? Like, genuinely, is this our tenth CES that me and you have actively talked about and just like read through all the articles?
0: I I don't even know. I've lost I, I've lost count of the CES bullshit that we have talked about. But like CES always feels weird to me because it's like at one point it's all like it's a bunch of the shit is like vaporware and it's never gonna happen. But also at the same time. It's where people like you can see like the sort of the R and D and like engineering talent on display, right? Like all this cool shit that you see. Like somebody had this idea and they made this idea and they have this demo on on the show floor. And it's just I think sort of like weird, like side effect of like having this show is like you get to see these not some 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 sometimes mostly incomplete ideas that don't have like the most deepest thought put into them, but. I
1: was reading like um a couple articles of people are talking about it some tech bloggers they're like at this point, companies are just straight up telling us that instead of showing executives products and that, those just bring them to CES and just see what people say. And then if, if people think, "Oh, this is a good idea," then they'll try and actually make it a market product. And if people say it's trash, they're just going to drop the project. Like they actually take like pre planning stuff and prototypes just for that reason. Yeah, alone. that's
0: actually that actually makes sense to me. It's like you you make an idea and then you just put it show it at CES. Yeah. So let's start. Um, these these are not going to be vaporware. Like we, we're going to leave the vaporware till the end of the show uh but like we're gonna start with like products that are gonna be shipping in the near future right so and the first thing on the list we're gonna start with cpus because cpus are ex- very exciting for some people i guess uh no cpus are exciting again
1: because because intel is like um I- intel is just kind of Intel's like Apple before they released the iMac Pro, right? That, like, you, no one really knows what they're doing or why they're still making, like, desktop computers. But sure, I guess you you kind of do it because you have to do it, right? It's sort of like, it's like Microsoft when, like, the Xbox One first came out, right? Like, you probably shouldn't be doing this anymore, but I guess you kind of have to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's like you're stuck in the, in the in the zone. And so AMD has uh, announced uh, their mobile CPUs, right? The 7 nanometer Zen 2, right? uh these are like the the Ryzen these are
1: last year's Ryzen chips which are still very good yeah but but put onto a mobile chip and and the thing about AMD right it's AMD chips have always been on laptops but they've always been on like the $300 shitty computer that's going to break that you that um, I think like back in the day, like mostly everyone on IRC who was like Windows is so slow, Linux is so much better, was using a laptop with an AMD CPU in it, just because like Windows ran so horribly on it.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't like the the OEM did any sort of optimization for the chips and the chipset, right? It was just like the cheapest AMD CPU that they could put in a machine, right? And it was it was not because the AMD CPUs
1: are always cheaper than Intel ones, but they also a consumed more power and b ran far hotter. And AMD is saying that they've fixed that with, uh, with the Zen 2 um, chips in there and that they are now on par with Intel's offering
0: in terms of power efficiency and also faster. Uh, right. I mean, they are saying that that's that's only there. So uh, all the CPUs that we're going to talk about here are like the AMD CPUs, like they, the only performance benchmarks are what AMD does themselves, which is... Obviously, if you were looking to buy something like this, like well, people are not buying mobile chips, right? These are these are OEMs. But if you're gonna buy a
1: computer, fit, like wait until Linus Tech Tips or like gamers Nexus or someone does the actual
0: benchmarking. If you care about benchmarks and is if you want to wait, you probably want to wait for somebody for to get a machine with these actually in there for them to benchmark it, uh, like.
1: But I mean, it is Zen two though, so we already know what Zen two is good at, right? It, it's going to be slower. If it's it's ideally a slower version of the desktop part. But at the same time, when you took last year's Zen two chips, they were faster for like actual not games, games. They still lag a little bit behind, but for doing like actual professional work, um, Adobe Premiere, doing Blender renders, AutoCAD, all that stuff, the Z- the Ryzen chips were significantly better. Per, per, per um watt and per cost than the, in, than the equivalent Intel chips. So even, so I'm willing to take a little bit of a grain of salt and be like, and take AMD's right in saying that they're faster than the equivalent Intel chips.
0: I'm really hopeful that these chips are good because I really want there to be, to, there to be like AMD to actually succeed at making good chips in the mobile market. Like, like their flagship U-series part, which is like 8 cores and 16 threads, is like only 15 watt tdp uh, and like it it apparently according to amd's benchmarks it just like destroys the ice lake equivalent like the i7 ice lake uh on the mobile
1: and the thing is too right like of a lot of the um this is the same problem that you have of say like the mac pro right where the mac pro is super expensive and not more performant than other Than like high than super spec'd out IMAX at the base config because Intel charges so much for their Xeons and their Xeons have horrible single core performance with the lower spec versions of it and and if you if you if you compare it to the Threadripper that was also announced here that just destroys the Xeon for. I shit you not,
0: a third of the cost. Yeah. So let's talk about, there are three CPU lines and like three CPUs announced, a set of CPUs. Like the second, second one is the Ryzen 7, uh, 4800H, which is the equivalent to the Intel i7 9700K, right? Which is the high end gaming CPUs, desktop gaming CPUs. And, uh, oh boy, eight cores, 16 threads, right? And, uh, they're saying base, uh, base clock of 2.9 gigahertz and, like boot like boosted core, which would be like four point two, and it was like at a forty five watt TDP, right? Uh, and they are saying like performance wise, it's it's whipping. Yeah. I7 900K. Like it's not like, whip. I wouldn't say it's like, it's like massive increase in performance from the 700 k according to AMD, but it's, it's not insignificant. Right. Uh, and like if you,
1: yeah, it's, it's the same power consumption, more better performance. And also too, the important part that AMD wasn't really talking about because these are obviously sold to OEMs, but we know that these are going to be cost significantly less than the Intel part, which means that you get a cheaper laptop with as good or better performance. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. So that that is the like I'm looking forward to see what Intel can do in the high end gaming side. That's the that because that's been stagnating, right?
1: Because I know like the was it the the Core i9 9900K? They haven't released anything that better's it in a significant way. Because I know last year we had the KS, which is the on the on the factory overclocked model. But ever since that came out, like what three years ago now, there isn't a gaming CPU that's better than that that you can buy. That's Newer,
0: Yeah, the i 7 seven hundred k is the thing to beat uh, if it, uh, AMD wants to compete, right? And it's like, it, even if they get equivalent performance, that would be pretty good, actually. Like, it would be like,
1: it would... I think AMD is smart, though, in not focusing on, like, on, on, on making gaming the priority. Because while for, say, desktop users, a lot of enthusiasts just build PCs for gaming, I think when if you look at the broad CPU market, right... AMD can make a lot more money making cheaper and better parts for, like, professional workstations, and specifically laptops, too. Yeah,
0: yeah I think so, but, like, these two chips that we talked about, like, the, the Ryzen 7 and the and the uh, uh, and the lower-end, like, 4000, like, series, like, it's, like, like, some of this is for gaming, right? Like, they're marketing it as gaming. Like, the, the, because they know that the people who buy like i7 9700Ks, these are the people who buy game, they build their own gaming pieces. I know because I have a similar processor to the 9700K. So it's like, they're, they're the ones like, they're the ones buying these, uh, high-end Intel i7s, right? For, for, Gaming PCs, and I think they're targeting those to the market, but like the rest of it, right? The rest of the third P- third CPU here is the uh, oh, what? Is, oh, they have the Threadripper three nine nine zero X, right? Uh, which is sixty four cores. Uh, to- Oh my God. Imagine. This. And mind you, Intel doesn't
1: have an equivalent part. You have to buy two Xeon CPUs to get close to that power. And that is, and they're really, like, I think it's like, what, $4,000 roughly for the Threadripper and Intel's it's
0: $20,000 and they're just destroying them. They yeah, are destroying. Okay. This is probably the, the benchmarks on this are going to be hilarious. Like the
1: benchmarks um, are accurate too, because if you look, um, the Threadripper part that was released last year, and the uh, 3950X, the Ryzen 3950X, that one was already destroying the Intel XE processors, the i9, the Core i9 XE ones that are, um, they're not officially Xeons, but they are HEDT uh, processors, right? So they support ECC RAM and all of that. They're like baby Xeons and it was destroying it. And Intel had to, Intel literally
0: cut the price in half
1: of those because. Yeah, they had to
0: cut the price because nobody, like, nobody's going to buy it if you like, Pricing it that high and then it's like actually shittier than the uh, AMD version. It's like, why would you buy that? Like it's
1: I'm I'm just love I love watching this bloodbath right now. It, it is beautiful. No,
0: it's it's good. It's good because like no, actually this is good because like this is the part, this is the part of the market where like you, AMD really wants to compete. I feel like it's like they're throwing in like all the cores, all the fucking threads, uh, all the cache, like 288 megabytes of total cache, like, uh, like base clock 2.9. And like, so that, that's a lot of cores, man. Like that's, that's, that's going to be one hell of a. I don't have a
1: machine. Uh, and I think for this year, too, I think we're actually going to start seeing a lot more AMD in, in part and in, in like actual laptops because of this. Um, as well, probably the services later on this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft just said, fuck it, and put, started putting AMD chips in more of it. Because they already did it last year, right? With the Surface Laptop?
0: Yeah, they already have the experience. Yeah, they already.
1: I wouldn't be surprised, right, if you had the new Surface Book 2, the new Surface Pro, the this year's Surface Laptops, and the new Surface
0: Studio, right? That if those, they just went with AMD parts. Uh, And they also had a new uh, Radeon card, right? The uh, 100 XT. I don't know much about AMD GPUs. So So, um,
1: this is equivalent to a GTX 1060 Ti.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So, so it's like a mid-range card, right? It's a mid. Okay, it's a a
1: replacement for the five eighty for the RX five eighty, right? It's the it's an next gen version of that. Um, Because right right now they don't really have anything to compete. And honestly, AMD doesn't have anything to compete in the high end, right? There still isn't a twenty eighty Ti twenty Ti equivalent
0: in the high end. Yeah, it's like this. I mean, this is why, like, uh, when I built my PC and I was like looking at AMD. Like and I was like I got, I'm gonna still have to go Intel and uh, Nvidia because it's like
1: He's, you all you had at your point when you built the PC was the Radeon 5, the Radeon seven but that's not built on Navi right Navi is their new GPU architecture the one that's in um the Series X and the PS5 I and I'm gonna imagine they're probably gonna have to launch new new high end ones sometime this year because the. The GPUs in the PS5 and the one in the fucking Microsoft and the Series X support um, hardware accelerated ray tracing. And unless Microsoft and Sony have somehow built their own co-processors in-house to do it, AMD likely has RTX cores on some future version of the Navi architecture.
0: It's, like, the, the the 2080 Ti doesn't have an equivalent on the AMD r- side, right? And it's, like...
1: Hell, not even the 2060, for that matter. The Superge
0: ones. Yeah, it's the 2060. And, like, this card, it's, like, focusing on 1080p for, like, uh, gaming, right? Like, for to relate to 1080 gaming, which is fine. I mean, you need the mid-range, obviously. Like, mid-range cards are important.
1: Because, I mean, and honestly, for, like, especially if you compare it with the, with the NVIDIA chips, right? Um, they get, get, Putting in, like, a, a Ryzen... Two-ish, like a Ryzen uh, two two X series, and then one of these. You still have a pretty baller gaming PC that at 1080p you can play everything on Ultra. No, no, you you have a very
0: good. You have very good. I mean, uh, 1080p like this stuff. Kind of performance is
1: because it's like it's 1080p Ultra. You get with this GPU, right? Yes,
0: exactly. This is this is focusing on like Ultra performance, uh, like Ultra level settings. On like they showed like what like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, The Division two, Gears of War five, right? As as their examples games for this like and they're getting like a high 80 frame rate right at 1080p which is uh, which is which is slightly better than like the 1660 ti that's the equivalent right that they're mentioning
1: so although too they did bring them into the laptops as well right they now have the two navi parts that you can put in the laptops the uh 5500m and i think the 5700m um it's gonna they're uh, you know, obviously, laptop ones so are still a little bit more compromised, but there's still there's now mobile versions of the Navi GPUs, which is good.
0: And you know what? Uh, uh, and this is true. The Radeon, uh, the game, Radeon GPUs have better Linux support than the NVIDIA cards do. By far, by a huge margin, actually. Oh no, uh, the AMD drivers
1: for Linux are great
0: yeah they are amazing uh, as
1: um as old linux people would know um who listen there is a time where linus torvald used just say fucking video all the time and there's a very specific reason for that because i think i think amd amd right doesn't have do they i don't think they have a proprietary driver i think they just uh, they just contribute to the open source ones. to the new new video driver
0: maybe I, I i'm not actually i haven't used i haven't ever never used the radio on gpus so i don't know uh but also did,
1: uh radeon gpus also have really
0: great mac os support <laughs> did, did, oh, i mean that's yeah that's that much is obvious because uh, apple hates nvidia for some reason uh i wonder if apple would go amd ever for
1: any other desktop parts because we're now at a part at a point where like if you put if you put that thread ripper in a mac pro like yeah like yeah like that's not that's not a that's not a Bad idea, right? It's not out of the world to put like a thirty nine fifty X in an
0: iMac Pro. Like, there's so many cores, bro. What are you gonna do with that? So many cores on mac os Oh, you're gonna do, yeah. But it
1: makes it makes sense, right? Like, because you Apple could still keep their profit margins and make these cheaper. And hell, hell, honestly, Apple should really maybe stop using Core i nine chips and Intel chips in their MacBook Pros. Like
0: I'm, yeah, yeah.
1: Like I don't know. Like I'm just saying that the
0: i nines are like weird. Like it's like who are the like yeah. they run
1: hot. They run super hot. You have to do a ridiculous amount of cooling for them, and they throttle like
0: <sighs> yeah, like yeah, like like a promising showing from AMD at at this point. And it's like I really hope these are these chips come out and they are good. And the people who the OEMs that do use them and uh implement them properly and like we get systems that are worth buying because like I really want Intel to like actually like get off their ass and do something worth worth doing because it's like intel has been sitting on their ass for a long last time it's like
1: yeah i mean intel's still not shipping 10 nanometer in bulk right i think this year with the with the tiger lake one that right now we're going to talk about a little bit that's that's like the only that's the first 10 nanometer and amd is already at seven
0: so I, intel uh demoed uh, tiger lake cpus at ces 2020 uh right and what what is tiger lake tiger lake is uh mobile cpus right uh and is there anything to talk about that's like actually like it's like to talk about project Athena and like foldable displays so there's a lot
1: of like interesting foldables announced that and intel's been championing foldables um the thing about foldables though is that until windows 10x ships it's really like don't buy a foldable pc because you're using regular windows 10 on it which will treat it as like two separate displays or it does like some fucky stuff with it um i remember i was listening to the uh to the Windows Central podcast. And they said that like OEMs know, right? Everyone like Lenovo and all the other in Dell know that Windows 10 isn't ready for it. But they're they're selling foldables now just because, just for business customers. They're like, we don't intend on selling this to consumers. Um, I know Lenovo had a fold. They're like, we're going to sell this to enterprise folks who for, for whatever reason, the IT staff require Windows 10 Pro and not this new version of Windows 10. Which makes sense, but everyone's waiting for Windows 10 X to come out later on this year with, with the. Yeah, foldables. that's that's gonna
0: be the yeah, that's gonna be like I'm not like talking about the whole folding thing in this uh, probably there's not much to talk about, but it is it is the thing that is at CES 2020. Apparently, is uh, like the Vergecast. I was listening to it and and I was like folding displays are everywhere at CES 2020, right? And it's, like, that's the thing, that display... Like, it's the next hot display tech, right? I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, like... What the hell is Project Athena? Is that, like... Project Athena, uh,
1: you remember... You, you, so you remember when Intel started calling things Ultrabooks, right? Like, you remember why? It was because they wanted to certify that this computer would get X amount of battery life, it would perform X... It would have, uh, it would have an SSD, right? Because... If you remember, um, honestly, shit, ten years ago now, Apple released the MacBook Air, the first one. The first one was a bad computer; no one should have bought. Came with an iPod hard drive in it, right? And then Apple released the 2010 MacBook Air or 2011. That was a good one that had um, SSDs and had um, like the, the latest mobile chips, ultra low perform or ultra low power ones from Intel. And then um, PC manufacturers kept trying to chase it, but they kept doing like. They kept compromising, putting hard drives, right, putting bad hard drives in there. And then Intel was like, okay, we're gonna standardize this and say, hey, you need an SSD, you need at least eight gigs of RAM, you need to at least get this amount of battery life, they need to, the chips need to be performed X and Y. And now they're doing it again with Athena. Oh, okay. Um so they're basically putting it into testable metrics, right? So, you know, you at least get nine hours of battery life, a screen of at least two hundred and fifty nits of brightness, um, and and you know, being able to do that. Although the interesting bit is that they're expanding Athena from Windows to Chrome OS. Samsung has a actually this Chromebook looks fire. It's red. It's like it comes in red and it and apparently this is this Chromebook is the reason that Google never updated the high end Pixelbook and released a Pixelbook Go the low end one because Google's been working with Samsung on this Chromebook model.
0: All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a minute, right? But we are gonna do a detour into gaming, right? Um, and we're going to talk about this Dell Concept PC, right? Uh, which is the they're calling it what the UFO, the Concept UFO uh, portable. Oh, it's so good. It is, yeah. I, I, I was when he first mentioned, I was like, I'm skeptical. But let it out. And I took a look at it, and I'm like, okay, that's that's actually kind of cool. It it is. Uh, so it's basically what Dell did is they made uh, a like a Nintendo Switch sized handheld. Uh, but it runs pc games right is that's what it is like right? this is alienware right dell obviously owns alienware uh so alienware concept over here and it it looks they even made like a like a docked mode thing and it's like you can have like a little like uh, not jo- like the joycon equivalent right they like can have the controller like in, in like in this like dock thing also
1: we have to so this controller too is the right controller to have on a switch like device it a has the xbox style thumbsticks and b has buttons that are made for actual humans and not small children
0: <laughs> yeah exactly it, it, like it, uh like the joy-con buttons like these look, look like actual like uh like these look like pro controller buttons or like xbox One controller buttons right uh these actually look i mean this looks kind of interesting
1: like it also um so basically if you imagine it, so it's like it's a it's a Nintendo Switch, but thick with two C's. And it, um, Dell's doing some smart things here. So it has two USB C ports, one on top and one on bottom, which means you can charge your device and put it the kickstand out and play it. Unlike the Nintendo Switch, where you have to buy a third party accessory to do that with. Um, they also have, they put a 720p screen in there, which, I know. I remember doing some comments, people were like, that's gross, like, 20 to 20 is 1 out of 1080p. I think it makes sense because just for battery life's sake, this is apparently only running on an integra- or Intel iGPU, which is fine for 720p, right? If you put like a Tiger Lake processor in there um, with an iGPU, and you're running a game at 1080p 60, or sorry, 720p 60 is fine. And hell, even if they have like a little dock accessory, right? Like, even if you're outputting it to 1080p, like, Maybe 1080p 60 on Ultra might be a, a problem, but like you're you're not buying this for like Ultra settings, right? If you can get a game to run a 1080p 60 or 720p 60 and handheld on this, I don't think that's bad at all
0: for what this device is. Yeah, they didn't disclose like the CPU and like how much memory or storage it has. I mean, this is never going to ship, right? Like this is uh this is a concept. I really hope it ships. I like. I mean, not in this form, probably not, but like it will it I mean, might be
1: like two thousand dollars too if it did ship right yeah
0: like that's also the thing like how much would it is something that like this costs because it's like the miniaturization of like the like the nintendo could take a hit on
1: selling the switch cheaper because they sell games alienware has to recoup everything on every unit they sell
0: yeah and it's like yeah they, they and they have to like and like they have to like probably work with some video game people like studios like if they want to get like some good like games that are, like run well on it like you know I don't yeah they have they to want...
1: work with studios and be like hey you want to help make like a pre-built profile right for this
0: yeah it's like you know, for, like for talk to Epic Games about having a Fortnite profile for, for this right
1: and I mean honestly I actually think Windows 10X would probably benefit this too Um because Windows 10X still runs Win32 games so you could still run the actual games on there but it strips out a bunch of the other stuff right so you have a lighter Windows install on the device and I imagine that they're Dell's probably putting an NVMe drive in there, right? But you know,
0: I, yeah, that, I mean, that would, yeah, that would work because like it would fit in the in the form factor. I mean, it, it would be thin enough, right? Uh, for that to work. I'm really curious to think what is under the hood, really. But if they haven't obviously disclosed. I
1: imagine it's probably like Tiger Lake and then you probably just have every, it's probably just like a regular laptop just kind of smushed on. Here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I'm really curious what's in like the hardware stuff in there. Like it's a really cool looking device. Like, it looks pretty nice too for co- like it's a concept device, but it looks like somebody fully thought it out, right? It feels like a fully fleshed out concept, right? Like it's somebody actually like some, some R&D people actually like gave it like a thought, like, and it's like. Fully. Like this
1: makes sense, right? Like, even if it was expensive, like you, if someone bought this and was like, "Hey, I got this cool gaming device," I wouldn't question them. I'd be like, "Hey, it's expensive, but like it. This makes sense as like a gaming thing." Despite, I mean, except for the fact that a lot of PC games have always on DRM, but we could ignore that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also another factor. It's like how internet connectivity is 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 like probably required for a lot
1: of. Like, well, actually, oh shit, right. The a lot of the Tiger Lake ones actually are just coming with five G modems built in. Intel's putting five G modems on them. Oh
0: man, if you can put a five G like you could put a like a LTE modem in this and like I like, holy. Yeah, I mean there are possibilities... battery life though, right? Battery life, yeah. Battery life is not gonna be. They could get
1: good battery life, but then they'd be using the M equivalent processors, right? I don't think Intel calls them core M anymore. I think it's the Y series ones that are that could be fanless. But if you're using a fanless one, then performance goes all shit pieces Intel and they and you won't be able to run any games uh, on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like this is and this is actually probably one of the coolest things I've seen from ces 2020 It's like an impressive execution on uh, like on a, on a uh, cool concept. It's like actually pretty cool. Uh so that's the Dell Concept UFO. Uh we're going to have an article with pictures on it so you can see what it looks like, but uh let's talk about the the everybody's laughing at this is the PS5 logo which uh it is. It it just it just looks like what you expect a PS5 logo to look right, right? It just looks. It says just it's the PlayStation font, right? I don't know if they have a specific name for that font, uh. But it is that it is that font, and it looks like everybody had like that tweet that he showed me, uh, where <laughs> it just says someone photoshopped it to say piss. Yep, it's it's so good.
1: So I uh, I don't get the. I don't get this because you have the Xbox Series X, which I'm still banned from talking about on the show openly as a full topic by SATIC. Same with the Mac Pro, um, hashtag free Chosa. But um, so I'm still banned from talking about it. But people are mad that the Series X is a silly name because it kind of does. And then people are mad that the PS5 has like an uninspired name because it kind of does. Like what? What will make you happy, gamers? So like,
0: what? What is the right balance between it not being a a, like a silly name and it being like a like a a new brand, new like title, which like like innovate innovate on titles? Like, what do people want? Do people want it? Like, people don't want the boring stuff, but people don't want the extremely weird, outlandish like the stuff that doesn't make sense. No,
1: you know what people want? People want this to be called the Sony Thread Tripper four seven six five X X E (laughs) edition with Chroma R G B super sub sampling RTX cores. People want people apparently love the shitty naming scheme that AMD and Intel have. because, you know, we could have, we could have that. We could have, oh my god, even worse, we could do it after, like, f- fucking concept cars. The Sony PlayStation GT Concept 7. Oh my
0: god, please, god, no. I, this is, this is fine. PS5 is fine, and the logo is just, it's just a variant on the uh, PS4 logo, right? It's just, like, they replaced the four. It, right
1: That's which it. mind you they so the ps2 was the ps1 logo for two after it the playstation 3 logo was went to spider-man we can ignore that and then it went back to that for the ps4 it's almost as if it's almost as if this brand has had a tradition of having logos that kind of look like this
0: yeah so it's just, it's just consistency i don't know what i don't know what people people want What what do the people want if you're a gamer and you know what you want, please at me. So yeah, that's the PS5 logo. Like this is like this was announced at, at CES 2020, and it's this. It's just like I, okay, fine. The I
1: best mean. part about it, we're not going to talk about it, but if you watch the Sony presentation, they kept hyping up the PlayStation stuff, right? They dropped the logo, and then they were like, "Oh, by the way, here's our car," and then they went to something else. They literally spent like five minutes on that car, and then went to something else.
0: And, they, and everybody was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! This a Sony car?" A Sony but car. Roll that back, roll that back real quick.
1: You're making like, oh, Sony. Yeah,
0: we're going to skip the car. There's car stuff to talk about, but we, we are not going to talk about the car stuff.
1: Because we're going to save you from the Avatar. It's, it's so bad, Jessa. Uh, it just.
0: Why does Avatar exist?
1: Avatar is the. Avatar is like the. You know, like people keep telling you that this thing's a thing on like Mastodon. And you're looking at your timeline, and you're like, I don't see it. Who the fuck is Pellet Guy? Like, <laughs> I don't see it. Uh, who the fuck is that? And people keep telling me it's a thing and keep referencing it. That's how I feel like of Avatar. Like, people keep saying this is a thing. This is totally a movie series, but I've. Where? The, where?
0: Where? where Like, where what, is what Avatar? Is, what, James where, Cameron. Who is why? Pellet Guy? Why, why is James Cameron making movies? Uh, Etc. But like. Let's talk about Chromebooks because, obviously, we're going to move from one silly thing to the, another silly thing. Uh, so let's talk about the most expensive Chromebook that doesn't need to exist, which is the uh, Samsung $1,000 Galaxy Chromebook.
1: Well, now we talked about it earlier, mentioned it. Let's talk about Tiger Lake, how the uh, Project Dena got expanded to Chromebooks. This is the one that Intel was showing off. And, like, it looks like, I mean, so this is the problem, right? Hardware-wise, specs looks good, for especially for a $1,000 it I mean, I I personally am not a fan of how big the bezels are. Comes with a built-in um pen, but like it's fine for a laptop. Apparently, it's good battery life. Has the convertible stuff, so you can flip the screen around, use it as a tablet. Has a camera on the keyboard deck, so if you ever want to use the camera in the back, makes sense. Front-facing camera, like this laptop for a thousand dollars, not a bad computer. Oh shit! Right, it runs Chrome
0: OS. <laughs> it runs Chrome. OS. <laughs> and and this this is the thing. David Rudder wrote an article just like. At this like recently, right? Like David Roddock over at uh Android Police wrote like this uh lengthy editorial piece on like how Chrome OS hasn't like lived up to the like the all the things that is it sh- like it's like Google said it would, right? Like it did it hasn't become the OS that people like look to as like the OS of the future because Chrome OS is still like you can do the ninety percent of the stuff, but then there's that ten percent you can't do, as would would say. Uh, it's just like it's not. It's just not like this. I when I saw this headline, I was like, "Man, if this was like a like a lap like a Chromebook, like a, not a Chromebook, but like a Windows machine, right? I would be like, that's, that's a very nice Windows machine.' And that col- that orange r- color, right, is who oh, man. It looks it looks you don't see laptops in that color very often and it's like a very striking color uh and i'm just like is what a ways to have this run this like thing with a four like a 4k display right and like the guy like Actually, this is like an i5 Comet like series chip, right? Uh, with like 16 gigs of RAM and like a terabyte of SSD storage. Like,
1: you can... Wait, wait. Does that have a terabyte for a thousand?
0: No, you, you can you can get it up to a terabyte of SSD storage. And I'm like, what would you do with a terabyte of SSD storage on a Chrome OS device? Like, what the?
1: Install Android apps, obviously. I, I mean, you know what's the best part about this? Chromebooks run on $1,000 devices. And I was watching a. Uh... Uh, Android Police, as well, actually, was talking about a new Chrome OS update. And you remember how laggy those gestures were, the gesture navigation? Apparently, Chrome OS is now getting the Android 10 style, where it's a bottom-bar right swipe up, you get to your multitasking view. And guess what? Guess what still can't keep 60 frames per second as an animation? The, the thing, The thing is, like, so... Chrome OS makes sense on cheap computers. Chrome OS makes less sense the more money you put into it. It's like it's like the
0: inverse. It's like it's like the inverse of like how people expect it to work. It's like you put more money into it, it makes less sense. Uh it's like I, hell if this came with Ubuntu or whatever, right? Like you yes. like, well, like this would make a really good Linux machine, probably. Like it would like if you could like ha- like put in developer mode and put Linux on it, like that would actually well, you be- can't
1: you can't actually do that anymore. Um so you remember how they used to be able to do it to CR forty eight? That's because someone at Google leaked an Intel BIOS that you could flash onto it. That's like the only reason you're able ever able to wipe the entire SSD and do
0: that on Chromebooks. I mean, this is the thing, what a waste of hardware. It's like oh man. <laughs> I, this is the, yeah, that's the way I'm like, imagine being like the person I mean, come on, you this. could spend a
1: thousand dollars on a, on a galaxy Chromebook and you know what you could do? Play Destiny 2 on Stadia. Come on.
0: Mm. <laughs> that sounds like something somebody on the Stadia subreddit would say, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, p- oh
1: my God. I just realized this device, it's the, you know, the arms meme, right? The holding hands and they have what they have in common. So it's going to be Samsung Knights. Google Stadia Defenders, and this Chromebook in the middle. Oh
0: my god. Oh no. This is, this is one of those, like, put it in the category of hardware that you wish ran something else. It's like, oh man. Just, just, like, whoever, like, imagine being, like, the designer of this laptop, and you put this, like, like, a really cool orange color on it, and and then they, they tell you it's like, is this actually going to be a Chromebook, and you're like, why do I even design computers? like, bro. Uh, I would just, like, be like, I'm going to go design computers for Dell. Bye. Because
1: (laughs) Google has to know that no one's going to buy this, right?
0: I mean, Samsung Samsung probably knows nobody's going to buy this. Like, Samsung is doing this, and they're like, why? Why are they doing this?
1: So how long long until this chassis is reused for a Windows laptop? Immediately. Like,
0: as soon as this... Like, somebody's probably already done
1: it. Actually, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm pretty sure this is already an existing Windows laptop. Yeah. Let me... Let me just see here. Samsung full I'm going to Samsung.com. <laughs> Samsung.com.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna yeah, we're gonna be visiting the Samsung
1: Oh my well. god, they've already used this. Yep, the Galaxy Book Ion and the Galaxy Book Flex.
0: Really? Oh but just send these to me because I'm curious, actually. I'm curious about Samsung's laptop design because actually it looks very good. Like the the Samsung's laptop design is pretty
1: cool. Yeah, I'm actually gonna drop the telegram. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, just scroll down on that page. Yeah. Like, oh, like this. It's obviously it's a little bit different, but this base cha- this is the base chat, yeah. It's right? basically
0: the same design, but in white, right? Oh, we're gonna talk about that. The Galaxy Book Ion, I think it's one of the things. Oh, that's the Galaxy Book Flex Alpha, which is, a, which is a very, uh, very good name. Uh, let's let's talk about a foldable PC for once. Like, let's talk about Lenovo because uh, Lenovo is still exists and we can talk about them. Uh, it is the
1: Wait, just real quick before we move on. Yeah. These Samsung laptops, not the Chromebook one. You know what the trackpad is?
0: Yeah. A wireless charger. That's clever. That's clever. Yo, that is, that is, that's genius. That's some, that's some art. That's some engineering shit right there. Oh boy, innovative.
1: Because like if you're like, I, like sometimes you're watching a video, right? You could just put your phone on your charger. You don't need to use, or on your, on your trackpad. That is
0: such a smart idea. Whoever thought of that, you give yourself a pat on the back right there. That's, that's clever as well. Oh, man. So let's talk about uh, another folding display. It's the, the Lenovo is entering the foldable PC space with the new ThinkPad X one.
1: Well, so last year, remember, they had the one um, computer, right? The two-screen one. And they also had one that was – um I forgot the name of it. But it's a Lenovo one that was a ThinkPad fold. And it had an EX screen on the other one, right? You could use, use the keyboard or you could use, like, a pen device.
0: So this is the, the – they're, they're doing uh, – like a it's called X1 Fold, the ThinkPad X1 Fold. Ah, X One Fold, what a what a brilliant name. Um, and and it's what like a, what is a P OLED display that bends in the middle, right? In which it has like a multi torque hinge in it. Um, so it's like one display that that actually folds, not two displays, right? Uh, and it has like it's what is it? like it has intel core processors what the fuck is an intel core processor is that like uh like
1: a it's a tiger like one They so windows central is basically saying that there's a lot with this computer that intel's not letting them show off in terms of the tech for making it work so they're just showing it off and saying there's a price but a lot of the specs are just like apparently like it was, it's sort of like half leaked that there's more to this computer in terms of its capability but microsoft and intel just aren't letting them show it off yet yeah
0: it's like uh up to eight gigs of RAM, up to one terabytes of uh, SD storage, uh, fifty watt hour battery. So apparently, eleven hours of battery life estimated. And like it has like a webcam and like IR camera for Windows Hello, and also has LTE support. Right? Uh, and it will come with one USB C Gen one port and one USB C Gen two port, and one SIM card slot, obviously for the LTE. Also,
1: uh, as um, sometimes some people might be wondering, like why do laptops have weird fuckiness at USB C? And it's, it's honest. It's Intel's fault. It's because Intel, Intel has weird bandwidth limits on like the chipsets they ship. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's, this is, a, this has been a long time problem, right? It's like, yeah, you only like have the...
1: for devices with Thunderbolt three, like you can't, you can't actually do certain what will ser- lines of processors and have Thunderbolt three because Intel just doesn't provide that configuration. You can't do like super ultra low power analysis with Thunderbolt three. It's not a technical limitation. It's just because Intel doesn't want you to because you, if you have usb c power delivery for charging you could also then provide enough power for the device to be actively powered but intel's just kind of like nope you're going to have to go with like a, a u series or whatever or like a
0: yeah they want you to buy the more expensive chips that's what that's what this is this is what's called in, biz- in business class it's called market segmentation uh that that's what uh, product segmentation you know to to pri- all i'm you-
1: saying all i'm saying is give thunderbolt 3 to the children right because like if you <laughs> If, uh, this device with that with that magical eGPU setup, right? Oof, external
0: display. Oh my god, we're back to it, but we're, get the bigger card set. But talking about eGPUs again.
1: Oh my god, and the best thing about it too, is the fold display. The dock for it, right, can fold too. <laughs> But um, this device, though, it's going to be shipping with a Windows 10x version, which is the one that if anyone's going to buy this, which you probably shouldn't, please wait for
0: Windows 10x. Do not buy this at Windows 10 Pro. Oh um, yeah, it's it's not ready yet. Like, which is probably why Microsoft and like Lenovo and like Intel are like not talking about it. Right? Really? It's like they just have the announcement. It's like like it looks like renders. Like the pictures look like renders. Uh. So yeah. So, yeah, that's that's fine. And they also announced on a laptop, right? A think Book Plus, which is, oh, it's the uh, e ink thing, right? Which is the, okay, cool. Uh, so, and Lenovo still here. Lenovo is still doing its thing. Let's talk about the, uh, these, DC- so we back to Samsung.
1: Going back to Samsung for a second. Going back to the uh, the Windows version of the Chromebook that we were just talking about.
0: We were just talking about, and this actually looks pretty dope. To be TBH, to be H, this looks. This is the Galaxy Book Flex Alpha, which is Flex Alpha sounds like. It's it's when your
1: drip's too strong. It's not you're not just flexing on them. You're alpha flexing on them. <laughs>
0: Oh my! It sounds like a like 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 a like a rapper that's just like okay. It's 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 a very it's a very uh, okay. So this laptop is um, it starts at eight twenty nine. So we have a price already, um, and it's
1: uh, and just for eight twenty nine. Here's what you get: um, an SD card reader, two USB A, one USB C. Actually, is this two USB C? Let me. I'm looking at the pictures on our oh, yeah, USB C um, power a headphone jack, and full-size HDMI. And this is thin as fuck. And it's it's
0: something called the QLED display, which is like...
1: Uh, it's about the LED's um, dimming zones, basically, right? So you know how, like, um, backlights, right? It's... to In order to increase contrast, you can have different segmentations of the backlight. Um, QLED is just a style of uh, making super s- smaller, smaller parts of the backlight, so you get better contrast and better blacks.
0: Okay, that's actually pretty cool. And also, like, it's like... It, you can put up to... Uh, 12 gigs of RAM, which is a weird amount, actually. 12 gigs? Uh, it's also 600 nits. Is that good or bad? Is that like...
1: That's yeah? good. Um, so, HDR 600, right? So, there's HDR 400, 400 nits. There's HDR 600, HDR 800. And then for, like, the wild Asus Republic of Gamers 4K monitor they, they put out, it's you have HDR, or HDR 12, which is 1,200 nits. So, HDR 400s, most TVs are at right now. Um the the Ma- the iPhone Pros those are eight, HCR eight hundred so six hundred for a laptop is actually pretty good I think the MacBook only goes the 400 to four hundred to five hundred nits of brightness the MacBook Pro yeah okay so
0: that that's actually that's pretty good it's like you it can get up to a, a terabyte of storage on this and like it also comes with an optional pen I guess the Samsung pen Tech. um. It has one USB-C port, two USB-A ports, one. Yeah. You mentioned this, like an HDMI port, a micro SD, micro SD card slot.
1: Oh, micros. I mean, that's, that makes sense. I mean, sometimes you can't like fit full size. That's actually
0: pretty cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, you can't put a full SD card. So, and it's pretty weird that they actually thought about, uh, you can add a, the, and a headphone mic combo jack, right? Uh, which is, which is nice. And apparently you can also put like a NVIDIA card in this, like an MX250, which is like, uh, but like uh, like a mobile GPU, right? Nvidia mobile GPU. This is actually a pretty cool laptop, and I would consider it actually for myself because uh, it has all the stuff I need. Like it has, uh, it's it run-
1: like the, the thing this is contending with, right? Is just like a surface device.
0: Yeah, and it looks good. It looks nice. I like the sort of like the boxy sort of like square- rectangular boxy design. Uh, and, like, it has all the ports I want, and I need, like, what are the ports I could possibly use on a laptop at this size, right? And it's, like, a 13-inch display. I bet it's pretty light, too. And you can, oh, apparently, you can also get, like, variant with LTE, right? Or is it, like, it has to come with LTE? I don't know. Um so actually pretty cool. I don't know if Samsung sells, but do Samsung sell their laptops in North America or are these? like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can buy at Best Buy. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Okay. Cool. Because I, I haven't shopped for laptops in a long fucking time. So I don't know what to... they're
1: yeah. also, um, they announced it a while back, but they also are releasing a uh, book S, which is a version of this running Qualcomm ship that'll run arm.
0: Okay. So that's, that's like the one probably has LTE, right? Uh, yeah.
1: So actually, wait, wait. So, Oh, I think we're getting it wrong because Samsung's name's confusing here. So there's three laptops. There's a flex, flex ion, and flex alpha. Flex and flex ion, the difference is is that um the 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 just prices, right? The flex is the flex the cheaper, the cheaper, the more expensive, and flex alpha runs ARM.
0: Oh, so flex that's what it's the that's the cheaper one. So flex alpha would be the year two. Okay. So if you want the win like the x86, like the Intel chip, you want the flex, right? Or the ion, right? Uh Okay, I mean uh, that's fine. The only thing it's like I don't need a two-in-one design. It's like what? What did I do with a two-in-one design?
1: Like, I mean, you kind of like get it for the price, right? It's not like yeah, that's true.
0: It's like I'd never use it, but like
1: because I imagine Samsung like built this one chassis that they're sharing between these devices, right? With that hinge, and sometimes it's nice. Like it's it's not. That's why I've heard about like what all the all of my friends who have like Windows laptops and they have touchscreens. It's like a nice to have, right?
0: Yeah, it's like you sometimes you might use it, but it's most of the time I like I would.
1: And it. also, it's guaranteed that you'll get a nice glass uh, covering on the display, right? You get, you get a better screen with its touchscreen because both touchscreens are bonded to the, to the glass, right? And there's certain thresholds of the display being, um, color accurate and stuff that you tend to need with touchscreens or else things get weird.
0: Yeah. So that's the Samsung line of windows laptops. And I, and I'm, and I'm slightly less disappointed in the, in the Chromebook edition of this because, whatever it's, it's i guess samsung just wants to make a chromebook it's fine although uh, i love the
1: ars technica comments people are just fighting over what the fuck there's difference between these brands like the, the, the actual <laughs> names of it yeah it's
0: like yeah the names are not great it's 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 some flex alpha is especially a very very bad name uh so let's talk about an even worse name naming company it's intel obviously we're back to it it's the ghost canyon <sighs> Nuc, our next unit of computing is the is the like what Nuc stands for. By the way, uh, so actually, don't you own a, a Nuc right I now? I do, but it's not in use right now because the fan on it is is failing and uh, it makes noise. And I can't. It's not easily replaceable. Like it's like one of the older. What was designs? used
1: to the nuc? Was it like is just like a NAS or whatever? Yeah, it
0: was just do, no, well, no, it wasn't it wasn't a NAS, but it was doing like server stuff, like doing like DNS and stuff like that, like web server. So so it's like it was just like, like a light server use thing, and like the fan on it has just failed. So it's not like I I have a I used I bought a Raspberry Pi to replace it basically. Uh, so um, this
1: Intel Ghost Canyon NUC essentially the premise is what if you took an eGPU enclosure, which um I think for. For for context is five liters. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. a five liter box, basically. And what if you put a daughter board there that had a PCI slot for a GPU, and then you have another PCI slot which is fits. Um, essentially, you put a laptop motherboard on a on a PCI board, and then you you slot it in, and you can use your computer that way.
0: It and it has like. It has how many? What what ports does it? Have? It has all the ports you want. Like it
1: has. Uh, well, the, the ports are built into the, to the the PCI card board, right? So you could literally just get different ones, different sets of ports, right? Yeah.
0: It's like this one, this shut off. It has like four USB A ports, right? Uh, like two USB C ports. Uh, it has it has two gigabit Ethernet ports, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, and it has like Thunderbolt three ports, right? Oh, Okay. Um... And that's, that is, you can put like, uh, you can put, it has a PCIe, uh, X16 PCIe slot, so you can put in a, put in a, like a mini GPU, you like
1: could put the, in a you could put an RTX 2080 Ti in this if you want. No, to. No, you could a
0: 2080 Ti is too big, right? No, it's no,
1: like depends It depends on the one you use, right? So the Ghost Canyon Nuc, Intel built their own box, but Razer has a Tomahawk box that'll fit a double. That's like ten liters. It's it's bigger, right? Yeah, that'll fit. Uh, that'll fit the eight inch. Yeah, that'll fit is a it, 1080. Uh,
0: that'll fit a 2080 Ti. But
1: I, is it eight inch or like eight meters or eight centimeters? How is it? Cause I know GPUs, right? You have one that's like isn't it six centimeters, and then you go to eight for the larger ones. I don't.
0: Remember, but the the 208i is like a full size card. It's like yeah, big. so it'll
1: fit. It'll fit the full size cards in the Razer one. The one that Intel is providing, that one does not fit a full size. No, that
0: that uh, it's like there's uh, like the the Forge article says like uh, RTX twenty seventy mini, right? Which is like uh, less than eight inches in length, right? So uh, and apparently it fits in, but it's like uh, like uh, they 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 played some games on it, right? And it it, it actually was pretty quiet when running it, like, full, like, the, the thermals on it are apparently, like, I, you would be worried about thermals and something this, like, especially with a GPU in it, it's, like, the thermals are going to be, like, very, very questionable, because, like, that's a lot of heat. That's a lot of heat to be dealing with, right? And there's a the power supply, there's the GPU, and, like, the rest of it. It's, like, oh, boy. And it's, and so like the stars and like uh like as usual with with uh, with nux uh they start these are, like bare bone system which means that you have to bring your own os uh your own RAM and storage and GPU, right? Those don't come with the system, right? You have to buy the
1: system. And separate. also, you buy the card separate from the box. So it's is super modular, but it's hella expensive.
0: Hella expensive. like It starts at like 10, uh, 1050 for a Core i5 module, right? And like if you want an i7, which I would probably, you probably should go with i7, to be honest. Uh, it's the 1250. And if you apparently, you can get an i9 in this, which is like, why? Why would you get an i9? Um, and mind I- you,
1: these are the laptop um, versions of it. These are the mobile processors. Yeah. Yeah, these are laptop
0: versions, and like it's like one thousand seven hundred for a flagship Core nine, which is like that's a, that's a lot of that's one thousand seven
1: hundred with no OS RAM, no
0: storage, no RAM, uh, no no GPU. So it's just like no, it's just the board uh, and, and no like, box, no box, <laughs> and it's like you can, the i seven is a good good place for that. It's like and uh, you could put like two NVMe uh cards in this for storage, right? And which is pretty cool. It's like you can, so you can have like two NVMe, like one terabyte cards in there. You'd have like a good amount of storage in there. Like it's, it's, it's like, it is actually, I'm, I'm pretty glad that it's like, and it takes a DDR4 laptops, uh, memory module slots, like two of them. So I imagine like one, which like, is
1: plenty fast. Like honestly, if we if we if we ignore if we ignore price for a second, right? Like if you were to build say like a gaming computer for this, like, there's like fourteen forty p hundred twenty. You could easily do that with no problems. Hell, you could probably push it up to four k sixty ish with the top of the line parts. Probably.
0: I mean, it's just like the heat. The, the thermals are like at a GPU. You can only get like certain GPUs for it, which limit its like GPU potential. I think. Well,
1: with this specific one, right? If you put it in the Razer box or the Cooler Master box, you're fine. So. So there's, so there's different parts of it, right? So if you buy the, the the board and then you just put it in the razor one, you could. This is a full on. This is a computer, and I think. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it is a full. And computer, I yeah. think honestly, I think that once this becomes more down market and more accessible, I think this might actually be where like PC gamers go. Because I, I don't think I think there's people who want to build their own computer, but then there's people who want to like build their own computer, right? And like really get into it. But I don't actually. I think if you gave them the option. At equivalent prices, maybe, you know, doing it all DIY DIY saves you you know, saves you some money. But I think there's a good amount of people once it's. Stops being you know two thousand dollars just for like the first part of it, like once this becomes more reasonable in price, I feel like if you offer this to folks, folks would just buy this box, pop in the cards and be done with it rather than have to assemble an entire computer and worry about thermals.
0: I think the thing with these is like you're paid the premium for the small size like the extremely small size right that's what you're paying for over here right like that's the th- that's the appeal here is that you can get this. Like small box that's like a gaming PC, right? It's like that's the API. Like I don't know if that will translate. Like this Gen
1: One, this Gen One version, like this is gonna be super expensive. But I, I mean, it it has to go downhill. It can't be or down. Sorry, it has to go down market. <laughs>
0: <laughs> down market, yeah. It uh, it
1: can't. I can't stay like at two thousand forever.
0: I like, I, I like the I've always liked the Intel Docs for because it's like you can get a nice little server box for a very small size and a reasonable price for a server. It's like you, like, like, I can't really buy a fucking rack mount server in my fucking, where am I going to put that? Like, it's, it's like, Does I can't. Have a ser-
1: oh my, you know what? You could do it. All right. Hear me out. Hear me out. All right. Here's what you do. So you, you build a server. And you build one with a motherboard that supports two CPUs, and you basically have two hard drives, right? And then you have one smaller SSD running um, Windows 10, and you just run two virtualized environments of Windows 10, where one server's is dedicated, or one c- CPU is dedicated to each box. And one side's your server, the other side, the other um, install is going to be your gaming PC. And Instead of having a PC in your desk, you run a cable from your closet to your monitor using an active Thunderbolt three or DisplayPort cable.
0: Why are you describing Linus? Linus is fucking. Uh... Because
1: it, you could do that. And, and...
0: No, it's you could. I mean, you could do a lot of things, but it's like that sounds just like a, so many fucking problems in there. Like I can just see all the issues that you can. Yeah, no, that's. <laughs> i'm gonna just shoot down that idea right now because it's.
1: i mean if you could carry ethernet over hdmi can you carry displayport over ethernet
0: no displayport is a lot of data you can't carry that much data on like on like a even with 10 gigabit that would be too low uh so like uh i I, it's hdmi over ethernet is like a very weird thing i've never actually used it so I, i don't know how well that works either so so like yeah, I mean, like, if I, like these are gonna be like, some people are gonna buy these for server uses for sure. I know people in like our slash home lab are definitely gonna be interested in this, this sort of thing, and like, there's a market for that. But Intel is obviously targeting these uh, people who do want like a small gaming PC, but they don't wanna, they don't wanna, they want a, they want a gaming PC and like the convenience of like just putting some parts in and like also having it be fairly small like not smaller than even like a mini atx uh ITX board like size like it's 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 made for those people who really want like a very small piece like they have very limited space or whatever like it's like um like you could literally like put you could have this pc and You could put your monitor on top of it and that's like you could have put it on your desk that's it it's like it would be pretty pretty minimal right Uh so like yeah, that's the Intel Ghost Canyon not pretty expensive. Uh, obviously, these are always like the next one have always been pretty expensive for. The, I mean, paying a premium for it for a reason. Uh, yeah, so that's the. I hope I hope this thing succeeds more than the the compute module did, which was another thing that they tried and it didn't work. Uh, Intel tried that. It was like a little little like like a little card thing that you could put like uh you could put like connected to like a thing and it'll become like a full modular PC. Like that didn't work. Like nobody used it. Uh nobody bought
1: it. I'm excited for this. If I was going to build a computer and this wasn't three thousand dollars for the full setup, I would look at this. If- I
0: yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's like expensive. Like 3000 dollars you could get a really good mid-tower PC that's better that's better than what you could get with this, right? Uh and like it would be more flexible. And you could get you could better have more storage options. Like you'd put SATA SSDs in there. And like but this is like this is like, yeah, it's like, it's first gen product, obviously. And it's like, I mean, not first gen in, in the sense that Intel has been making Nux for a while now, but like the concept of like the gaming PC in that sort of size is definitely like a first gen idea for Intel. So that's the, I think, PC. We're going to talk about, gonna, like the last three topics, the, the, there's not much like to talk about. Uh, there's a new Bluetooth standard uh, announced at CES, right? The uh, Bluetooth SIG, the industry group that maintains the, uh, Bluetooth standard, uh, announced like a major update to the, uh, standard that the standard called Bluetooth LE audio, right? Uh, low energy audio. Uh, and this is actually very interesting because it's like, it, it announces like, uh, like codec improvement, right? Like, uh, low complexity communication codec, LC3, uh, lc3 can like like compress like 1.5 mega mbps and like 48 kilohertz streams to just like 192 kilobits like it's like it is much like much better than sbc like this is basically bringing like the sort of like the airport like the proprietary apple stuff that they're doing with the
1: and then qualcomm with their aptX stuff as well for that for that codex
0: yeah so they're basically like they're standardizing like better like it's going to improve like battery life right and because of the uh, audio quality using the lc3 codec it also
1: i believe with this with this improvement you'll also it should if i'm reading it correctly stop the thing where if you know if you're using like a bluetooth headset for calls it'll have to take a hit on audio quality because you're also sending audio at the same time that you're receiving it. So with better compression and all that, you'll get better sounding calls. Yeah, it's like
0: multi-stream audio, like source devices will be able to transmit audio simultaneously to both the left and right earbuds at the same time. So you can like reduce, you're reducing latency, right? Uh, and like and you can also
1: use that to do the sharing audio feature too that um that Apple has on iOS now, but be, it's gonna be actually built into the standard. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. So this is good. I mean, this is this, the specification will be released in the in the first half of 2020. So don't expect it to be like in products till like next year, like 2021, and or later, right? Because obviously. It's it's standard standard being a thing and then people actually using it as a different concept. So, yeah, this is
1: going to benefit Android users the most. Yes. And as Uh, well, maybe gaming consoles. Right now, there's not a lot of gaming headsets for consoles that will run on Bluetooth, even though I think the Xbox and the PS4 have like Bluetooth built in. Microsoft and Sony just prefer they use like the two point four RF receivers that you plug it via USB. Yeah, that's that's.
0: Uh, is an Xbox One Bluetooth actually like? Is, is, so
1: it a, the so there's two there's you remember how you can buy the Xbox uh, USB thing. Yes, I know. I have
0: the older model. Yeah, I have the older. Uh,
1: Microsoft one. has built it just like how Sony does. They it can be Bluetooth, but for latency reasons, they use um uh it's it's like a two point four RF thing. It's the same thing Logitech does, right? It's for like a proprietary their, um, protocol, like yeah. It was a proprietary protocol, but it decreases input latency. So, um... Like if you if you ever buy like a gaming mouse, right? Like there are wireless gaming mice that have latency that's the same as a regular mouse, that a wired one, just because they use um a proprietary uh, protocol over a USB dongle. Yes, Logitech does that. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's a, they also do that for gaming peripherals on the console side just so you don't lose out on any latency or or increase latency cuz Bluetooth does. If you play games with a Bluetooth controller, you do get increased latency on the input side.
0: Yes. Yes, so, yeah, that that actually, like, I have a dongle that's, like, a USB dongle for, for my Xbox One controller on my PC, because I have the older controller that doesn't have Bluetooth, right? And also, my PC doesn't have Bluetooth, so, like, I can't even, if it did, I couldn't use that. So, I would need the dongle. Uh, like, yeah, like, latency, I mean, this is good. The lower Bluetooth latency is, is, is always good. Like, uh, it's still pretty, like, Bluetooth latency is, like, uh, there was a There was a blog post, I think, somebody took a look at the AirPods Pro, like, the latency of the AirPods Pro, like, Bluetooth latency, and, like, it's, it's they have lowered it, but, it's still bad, but they have lowered it, right? It's, like,
1: it's over 100 milliseconds, yeah, it went 250 on the first AirPods, like, 100-ish, but the thing about Bluetooth latency, it's, like, I don't think Bluetooth's the protocol that you want to use for, like, audio editing, like, I'm honestly surprised no one's, like, made, like, a a high-performant sort of short-form... I guess you you have Wi-Fi Direct or something like that, right? Like, you have...
0: Oh, it's the problem with doing Wi-Fi Direct is Wi-Fi Direct is very expensive to do. Wi-Fi is expensive to do in, like... Like, battery-wise, right? Wi-Fi is expensive to do in battery. And, like, you can't get it in, like, a small... Form factor like the AirPods, right? Obviously. And Wi-Fi directly is expensive because it's Wi-Fi. And Wi-Fi has a lot of like extra stuff in it that you have to deal with. And Although
1: I know they're working on one for VR, right? That lets you do like just as not even like not display, but just short form data.
0: It's like short range, like high gigahertz, like high high gigahertz, like unlicensed spectrum, right? Like like high gigahertz. It's meant for like high like short very short range, like high bandwidth transmission. Like, I'd imagine they probably do
1: that for like audio stuff just because you need that latency. Yeah, but it's it's lip. just
0: easier to, like, if you're doing that, if you need that kind of stuff, it's easy to just use wired, right? Like, if you, if you, if, you, if you're in something you like
1: that. You see, my friend, you assume, you assume that the futures of wires on the computers is certain. You, you're making the assumption here that the headphone jack will stay on computers.
0: And I, I mean, not the headphone jack, but like, like uh, wired interfaces are going to be, uh, be a thing because are you sure you know I it, because physics because physics bro it's it's just physics
1: I I don't have enough faith in wires staying around I feel like as soon as Apple can take away all wires Apple's gonna be like fuck it even if it's like significantly worse I mean yes
0: Apple but I'm like I'm not really talking about Apple here, I'm just like talking about it in a wider like wider context but everyone copies Apple after they do stuff I mean maybe but it's like there's a certain point where you need the wires because you can't Cannot get because you still run into limitations of the electromagnetic spectrum. And it's, I like, mean,
1: there's a, uh, at CES, they had a, what was it? They had a doorbell that did long form uh, Qi charging. So it supports up to like a yard of sending power wirelessly. Oh my gosh. And like, I'm pretty sure it's probably safe, but at the same time, like, what if I'm just standing in between the beams, just having like photons shot through me?
0: It's, it's probably, it's fine. That's because it's probably not like not uh, ionizing radiation so it's probably fine
1: um <laughs> it's radioactive <laughs> but it's just not ionizing radiation. no no no. that's
0: the, the okay le, let me just like if it's ionizing it's bad if it's not it's it's fine, i don't
1: like, know anything about chemistry so physics I, it's, but it's physics,
0: uh it's like it's like some people like some people who like have, conspiracy theories think that wi-fi is like giving them cancer but it's not like it's not wi-fi is, is non-ionizing radiation um so it can't give you cancer by the way just just you know like i should mention this because uh yeah, well, there's the whole thing about like conspiracy theorists thinking that Wi-Fi is is like bad for you because it's like it's because it's just using the electromagnetic spectrum, but it's it's not actually uh, bad for you.
1: But, uh, just just for... Wi-Fi is bad for other reasons, but not because it gives you cancer.
0: <laughs> Wi-Fi Wi-Fi is bad for like networking. The reasons that are I would rather not get into right now because it's so it's like an entire podcast episode or a series by itself. But uh, yes, uh, it's, it's it's it doesn't it doesn't cause cancers. Uh, people, it, uh, it doesn't. That's that's not how. Please take a please take a like a high school physics class. <laughs> um, I
1: so uh, TVs. Um, I was I was about to have a segue. I was about to have a segue of being like, you know what does? But then I realized like mm, maybe I shouldn't say that.
0: <laughs> uh, LG and Samsung TVs at CS, uh The trend is bezel free for some reason and uh, smaller OLEDs. And obviously, high-end, uh, high-end TVs have like advanced hashtag AI processors in them because, of course, they do. Uh, it's twenty twenty; you need AI in your TV. Uh, and some of the LG OLEDs support G Sync, right? Like it is, it is a thing that, that's happening, right? It's uh, G Sync is becoming more popular for some reason. It's FreeSync. All these TVs uh, and, are not G Sync. And G Sync all... and AMD FreeSync, right? Wait, oh, LG is yeah. doing G Sync of two. Yes, LG is doing both. Like LG. Uh, like, as you said, there's C, C- series TVs. Uh, they're going to support variable refresh rates via both NVIDIA G Sync and AMD Free Sync. Uh, refresh rate at up to 120 Hertz at 4K. And also supports like HDR, uh, gaming interest groups, age gig mode, right? Uh, which is like, it is like, uh, standard for HDR. That's it ensures like you have like optimal HDR settings for specific games. Right? So like game companies can, define settings for HDR right and uh, and that and like it would it would like apply that to your TV basically uh so yeah like the, these things have support for G sync and uh AMD free sync so it's like nvidia G sync and AMD FreeSync. so it's like yeah so these are like gaming for like the gaming stuff is, is the variable refresh rate is actually a big thing with these TVs like the the high end stuff it's like variable refresh rate is the new I mean hardness.
1: even outside of um gaming think about the filmmakers mode they're shipping with right so, what these will do is that they'll also, if you're watching a movie on Netflix that's shot at 24 frames per second, it'll just bring it down to 24, instead of doing, like, some weird interpolation stuff.
0: Yeah, the smoothing stuff, the the the, the Vergecaster's uh, bane of, like, it's like the, the, you know, the motion smoothing that TVs do. Uh, Disable that, by the way. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I don't care much about TVs, but it's like, it's. I mean, TV tech is important because it's like, the stuff in there comes down to other tech as well, so it's like...
1: The, the only TV I, tech I care about is the micro-LED stuff Samsung is doing. Um, so for context, micro-LED is... OLED is nice because an OLED screen, each pixel is an individual... It, it illuminates, right, itself. It's self-illuminating. So it'll emanate light out and you don't have to put a backlight, so you get thinner displays and you get much... You get... Amazing contrast, nor power usage,
0: no power usage too, yeah. probably right.
1: Yeah. Contrast, great contrast, low power usage. The problem is OLEDs don't have as long of a lifespan as LCDs. Yeah, the LCDs,
0: yeah.
1: you have know, burning issues. There's countless issues with OLEDs. So microLED, how an LCD screen works is that as we're talking about the QLED, you have a backlight that pushes light through the screen, and then the what the what another layer does is it it blocks light when you want it to be black. So it'll do that, and then it'll also, it'll also change the um, chemical structure of the crystals right to display different colors. So while you're doing that, what happens is you get bad contrast on LCDs because you have areas of black right. You can't have like individual pixels be black. What microled does is that it gives one individual backlight for each pixel on a screen. And also with OLED as well, um, because of how you arrange pixels, you actually don't get the same fixed resolution you do on an LCD. You technically get less of it because you have, like, pentile pixel layouts, but it's a whole other mess to get into. So microLED is one backlight node per pixel, which means you get all the benefits of LCD, long lifespans, um, great viewing angles, low...
0: You- oh, okay. So this is basically the, ne- this is the next generation of, uh, like, uh, OLED, right? Basically...
1: Well, it's it's the next generation of LCDs because these are not OLEDs. These are LCD screens that have that the backlight has been miniaturized enough that you can get one per pixel, which means that you can then get the high, low input latency. There's a reason you don't see any gaming monitors that
0: are OLED. Yeah, because you don't get the input latency. Yeah, low
1: input latency that, um, you, because now you have like a bunch of IPS monitors that are one, um, one millisecond. Yeah. One millisecond of latency. Yeah. It also gets rid of the ghosting that you get on that because it's, one pixel right
0: because of the lower refer- like the lower latency right and it's like yeah okay so this is i mean this this tech will come to like monitors at some point i guess like qleds right uh in micro l
1: yeah because the thing is too apple's actually been there's been a bunch of rumors that apple's gonna try start putting these on the watches first and then scale it up
0: oh okay so like I, I, d- display tech is a whole whole world it's like it's we do. I don't think we talk about displays enough on the podcast, but it's like there's a lot going on in displays that we don't talk about. It's
1: yeah, mini mini LED is definitely great because the um the way you can get this right now for LCD is with these reference monitors, not the Pro Display XDR, but the actual like actual forty thousand hour reference monitors, is that you literally have like four or five layers of LCDs that are all blocking and being turned on at the same time, so you get no um haloing. Because with a regular LCD, right? If you say you have, if you're looking at a star field, right? The star field is always the example that if you have a super small star and you zoom in on it, you're going to see white around that way if it's supposed to be black, right? You're not going to have a, a perfect contrast there because certain parts, certain zones of the backlight are turning on and off.
0: That is so cool. Okay.
1: So with yeah, with this one, it's one, it's it's great. And this at 8K,
0: oof. yeah this is the 8k is another thing like they're talking about 8k tvs
1: no this is the 8k one the mini led is only in the 8k tvs and even better is how samsung's doing it is that it's not one big tv it's actually blocks of pixels you you um they give you you buy it where you buy i think it's a 4k block yeah and you can just build your own tv with it so you could build different screen sizes because there's a separate display controller that these 8K milli or 4K mini LED panels plug into, and you can arrange them. This is meant to be used for more of like businesses, like, you know, like how you have the big screens at like sports events and stuff. Oh, uh, there's
0: meant to be wall mounted with like, okay, uh, okay. So. And you
1: have a display controller behind that's
0: separately plugged into uh, it. And they're doing like bezel-free stuff. And there's also the Serro thing, the Serro fucking. Go90. Go ninety with Veraz.
1: So the Sarah is it? It is a TV on an easel. Easel? How the fuck do you pronounce that word? No, no, Ezel. is it? Not bezel. Ezel, Easel. It's like the art things, right? Where you put like a painting on. Yeah, it's like that. But it rotates around for when you want to go ninety and watch vertical video. That's-
0: that is so stupid. That is so stupid,
1: bro. It's like, what are you going to do with... What are you... Quibi. You're going to watch Quibi on it. Oh, fuck.
0: We, we're not going to talk about Quibi. Are we? That's, that's for next week when we talk about the cultures. Though. We can talk about
1: Quibi. Yeah. Um. So going from one horrible thing to another, Samsung had va- had a bunch of vaporware. Do you, do you remember the Star Labs thing, of like the fake AI people demo? Yeah. They had that. And then they also are apparently now shipping a uh, Galaxy Home Mini which is a Bixby-powered smart speaker. And some of you might be realizing, didn't we talk a year ago about a regular mm, Galaxy yeah, Home? Yeah, we did. That never shipped. <laughs> that never shipped. The- Gal- <laughs> Samsung say nothing about the Galaxy Home, but they're like, yeah, we're going to ship the Mini.
0: Uh, like, uh, like apparently, a uh, like security researcher said that it was maybe the worst code I've ever seen. <laughs> Anyways, but like, it's like... Uh, The Bigsby speaker still lives. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll release. Maybe it won't. Uh, it's, it's like truly like, uh, like Schrodinger's vaporware. Uh, so like, you know, it might come out, it might not. Bigsby is, well, Samsung, please just stop. Just, just please stop. Uh, Um,
1: Samsung's fitness exoskeleton probably is the wildest shit I've seen since Google Glass. (laughs)
0: so good it's so good it's like i just saw that and like uh like it's 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 like it's uh you strap these things to your uh like to your or to your waist and the, to your leg right and like and then you have this like goggle like thing that you wear uh and you connect it to your samsung watch and to your uh i guess to your samsung phone as well right so it's like all connected and like it's it's called you know it's it, what it's called it was a demo of gems which is gate enhancing and motivating system which is which is a great name by the way it's it's so good I love it um it's why why is this a thing
1: imagine this though for like a full VR room right so you have this oh you have the, you don't need hand tracking if you have a bunch of cameras around and stuff right hmm. you have the AR goggles
0: yes. This is so extra. This is just like air goggles and a fitness exoskeleton. And like, you know, the worst
1: part about this is someone's going to buy this.
0: I mean, I don't think it's coming out. I don't think these are just demos, right? Hopefully it's just demos. Uh, I I don't think any of these are uh, real products. These are just R&D tech, I guess. I hope they're not real products. Yeah, it's like I. I...
1: Because except for Bali, I would buy the Bali. So Bali is a rotating ball with a camera on it that apparently you can talk to and it follows you.
0: And people are thinking it's like creepy, but I don't think it's that creepy, bro. It's just it's just it's just it's just a little robot. Why Come why on, it's you?
1: a little robot friend, you know? It's it's not it might be sending a video feed back to Samsung's headquarters at all time, but it's a little robot friend, you know? <laughs>
0: It's called Bali. Why? Why are you guys so mad about it? It's called Bali, uh, <laughs>
1: Mike. I mean, come on. You already. If you have people, the best part. People are mad about this. Are so like say people who have like four Alexas in their bathrooms, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, like wh- yeah. You you all, like you have a Alexa and you have a Google Home. Like for some reason, like you have both, and, and you talk about like a Samsung thing, and it's like a little ball that's actually cuter than Alexa. Uh,
1: i mean at the end of the day too i really can't ever make fun of of, of like the privacy stuff because i do have a home pod in my bedroom <laughs> i
0: mean yeah but it's like the home pod it's like you cannot like what what can the home pod actually do uh
1: you can play podcasts
0: It can play podcasts truly it's the technology of the future you know you can play podcasts uh but yeah, uh, Samsung. Uh, this is like a little ball thing, and, and my favorite picture from CES 2020 is the picture of the Samsung presenter with with the, like this yellow bally thing in his hand, just standing there. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, so th- that's the those, that's the vaporware section of this of this episode, and uh, we're gonna wrap this up.
1: It's uh, yeah, this has been CES 2020. I have no I have no closing thoughts. I'm just tired. I would just like to take a nap now after after dealing with this for a while. I need
0: to go eat lunch. I need to eat I need to eat I need to eat, uh, need to eat uh, lunch that's not vaporware. Uh so, <laughs> so um <laughs> with with
1: that, um, yeah. f- any any feedback, concerns, questions, you could find it at 2 shadesofbrown dot com. Email is contact at 2 dot com um you could find me online at chose to find out website and where can
0: people find you SADIC? uh you can just find me on SADICSave.com. it has all the links that are up to date uh so you can can just go there and it'll, it'll show you everything uh and yeah send us send us an email please don't spam us etc uh and always as always goodbye
1: bye